Welcome to Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and this is a podcast about minimalism, sort of. It's a podcast about how living with less stuff and less distractions can help us focus on what's most important. So what you'll find here, of course, we will talk to cluttering and living with less, but we'll also talk about the important things in life and how to approach them intentionally. We'll approach topics of motherhood, home life, relationships, work, our health, and the important things in general that fill up our days. And what you won't find here, a perfectionist version of minimalism. I'm a mom, a full-time teacher, and a podcaster, and I've found the version of minimalism that you may find on Instagram or Pinterest to be unattainable. We aren't minimalism purists here. We're simply focused on living with less in a way that's realistic to us. It's a version of minimalism I personally like to call minimal-ish. The goal is not living with less for the sake of less here, or to make sure our homes make us look like a minimalist. The goal is living with less in a real way so that we can have more time and space and energy to focus on what matters most. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. It is officially November, which means for many of us, our minds are shifting to the holiday season ahead. No matter what you celebrate at this time of year, there is a good chance that it might involve gift giving and gift receiving in some way. So today, we're going to talk about that. And another thing about this month is a lot of people like to call it November, as in saying no to things. So while I would like to do a full episode on that, because I love that concept, and I did post about it on Instagram, so if you follow me there, you'll see kind of my thoughts on that. Many of us are starting to think about gifts if we haven't already. We're planning it out. And some of us might be stressed about it, and maybe it's something you need to say no to more this season than in the past, especially the stress that comes along with gifts. So we are going to talk about it. We are talking about gifts, and if minimalism or minimalish living is part of your values, how do gifts, gift giving, gift receiving, for us, for our families, how does that fit into our values? And I'm not here to give you answers because it's going to look different for all of us, but I am here to provide you with questions to help you figure that out for yourself. We all have different capacities for stuff, for new stuff coming into the house. We all have different budgets. We all have different values when it comes to gift giving. So the goal of today's episode is to be very practical for you in the way that it will help you hopefully come out with a plan or feel just overall Like you have a better mindset around gifts this year. So whether that plan is to make a budget and get to shopping or to reevaluate some things, reevaluate what gifts look like for your family, or maybe that plan will be to have some hard but important conversations and say no to some things. Overall, I just hope you'll feel a little less stressed and a little more intentional and ready to approach this holiday season that can include a lot of gifts, a lot of stuff, ready to approach it more intentionally and less stressed out. So first we're going to reflect and then we're going to talk about some mindset shifts. And then lastly, we'll just kind of go through a little step-by-step plan that might help you take some action on these things that we've talked about. So let's dive in with first, I've got five reflection questions for you. And a lot of these reflection questions are also going to kind of lead into some of the mindset shifts that we talk about. So I hope that you will take some time 
with a pencil and paper or a pen and paper and just really brainstorm out, reflect out some of these things. If you write it down, you're more likely to remember it, to take action on it, to have conversations with your family about it. So I really do hope you'll write down your own reflections on this. The first question is, what matters about this season to you? What matters about this season to your family? What matters most about this season? How do gifts fit into that? The second question is, what do you want gifts in your family to look like this year? What do you want gift giving to look like? What do you want gift receiving to look like? And you can kind of journal out like what would be ideal and what's realistic because those are probably two different things. The third question is, what has it looked like in the past? Okay, so maybe just take some time to reflect on Christmas's past like or whatever holiday it is that you celebrate um, if it involves gifts. I know this episode is catered more towards Christmas because it is kind of the very commercialized holiday, but I'm sure that some of this can apply to other holidays as well if there are gifts involved. So what has gift giving and receiving looked like in the past? And the reason to reflect on that is for the next question. Question number four is, will you need to talk to your kids if things are going to look different this year? Are they old enough? that they would notice a difference if there are less gifts under the tree or however else um, you're doing gifts. To kind of piggyback on number four, well, you need to have conversations with other people. And we're going to talk about mindset shifts with gift giving with our own family, our own under the tree, whatever, and then gift giving with extended family and friends too. So we will really dive into that number four in a little bit here. But the first part is just to reflect, like, will you need to have conversations with people based on maybe what you want gifts to look like this year and how it fits into a season that matters, a season that is intentional for you and your family? And number five is just to kind of gauge how you're feeling about it all. What is making you feel nervous or uneasy about gift giving or receiving this year? What's making you feel nervous? What's making you feel uneasy? What's making you feel stressed out? And then a follow-up question to go along with that one, what are some things that you can do to ease that feeling, like ease the nervousness, ease the uneasiness, ease the stress? So those were our reflection questions. Pause, rewind, go through them again if you need to. Now we're going to dive into some mindset shifts that I hope will help you even answer number five that I just said, like what can you do to, to ease some of that stress, ease some of the nervousness that you're feeling around gift giving. I hope these mindset shifts will help. So first we're gonna go through just some mindset shifts about gift exchanges. This one is about those gift exchanges that you might have with extended family members, not the ones in your own home, like not under the tree in the morning, but with extended family members. Um, Gift exchanges you might have at work or, I don't know, any kind of gift exchanges you might have participated in the past. So the first mindset shift is that if you don't want to participate in a gift exchange that you have participated in the past, whether it's a budgeting reason or a stress level reason or whatever reason at all, you don't have to. You can change your mind about that gift exchange this year. Be honest with the people who are involved 
if it is maybe like closer friends or family, or just simply don't sign up for the gift exchange if it's something that you would have signed up for in the past, like a gift exchange at work or whatever. Maybe you might even suggest different options for gift exchanges to family if you do want to give gifts, but you don't want to have to like get a million of them. Maybe you suggest some options. Maybe that will make a difference. Maybe it won't, but it's worth a shot. So maybe you'd suggest something like a white elephant, for example, but there are plenty of different options. Maybe you'd suggest like we should all do homemade or secondhand gifts. I don't know. Some people might think that's a fun idea and some people might not. But if you want to just throw it out there and suggest something different, it's always worth a shot. If you do want to participate in a gift exchange, another mindset shift is that it does not have to be a gift that is going to be an equal monetary exchange. I don't know where I've gotten this in my head along the way of like, my gift is only a good gift if it measures up to the other person's gift to me. This doesn't really make sense because one, I don't know what they're getting me most of the time, right? So how am I supposed to match that? Two, we shouldn't be giving gifts with the purpose of like, oh, I better get something of equal value in return. That's not what gifting is about, right? So if your budget is a little tighter this year, try to shift your mindset around that if it's been something you've struggled with in the past. We don't need to stress out our budget to try to find something that is of equal value that someone else would spend on us. And half the time we're even guessing what that would be anyways. We can put heart and meaning and intention into a gift that might cost less. We can give a handmade gift. We can give a secondhand gift if we need to. And those things can be meaningful as well. And if this is something that like makes you nervous or something you struggle with, we can also talk to the person and be honest about what our budget is before the gift exchange happens. This season shouldn't be about how much money we're spending on each other, but it so often becomes that way. Another mindset shift along those same lines is that handmade gifts are beautiful and meaningful. I've never gotten a handmade gift and wished the person would have just like bought me something at the store. That doesn't make sense. Like someone put their time and energy into this gift. And I know that you can maybe feel nervous about giving a handmade gift. Like, oh, what if the person doesn't like it? Or what if they think I was just trying to save money? Like, no, if you are putting your time and energy into this gift, the other person is going to appreciate it. And if they don't, like, that is their problem. Again, that is not what this season is about. But I think gifting in this season is about putting our intention, thinking about someone, putting time and effort into the gift that we're giving. So handmade gift fits that perfectly. And to kind of wrap that all up in a little conclusion that can also be a mindset shift, Gift giving isn't about impressing the other party. It's about showing that you thought of them. Okay, so we don't need a huge budget to do that. We can give handmade gifts. We can even give secondhand gifts. We don't have to equally exchange, equally spend. And sometimes we can opt out because the season is not about how many gifts you can get for people. And if you are in a gift exchange that is stressing you out and that you're just like gonna go buy random things that might not even be useful to people because you don't know what to get them and it's going to stretch your budget, like those are all reasons that you might decide to opt out of a gift exchange, right? 
Now, I don't want that to sound like you should opt out because for some of us, gift exchanges are really fun. It just depends on what our budget is, what our capacity is this season, and if gift exchanges are fun for you, but you have a smaller budget, you have less capacity this season, then we just have to get creative with it and we can still participate. Okay, let's move to some mindset shifts for under our own tree at home or, you know, whatever the holidays that you're celebrating that involves gifts. Mindset shifts for gifts for our own family members, for our kids specifically. This one is the biggest struggle for me because I remember big piles under the tree at Christmas time when I was a kid. My husband remembers the same thing and it was magical as kids to have that. But there are a lot of reasons why that does not have to be what makes the season magical, right? One, if our values around stuff has changed, like we can pass that down to our kids, partly through this holiday. Our kids do not have to see the magic of this season through a big pile under the tree. And even if that's what it's been in the past, we can slowly start to shift things because what we don't want is for our kids to end up with stressed out parents, parents that are further in debt, parents that are going to argue more because of this whole thing that doesn't need to be. We do not need these huge piles under the tree. So some mindset shifts to get there. First, it's okay. It's okay if the pile is smaller this year. And say that to yourself however many times you need to. Reassure yourself of that. If your kids are old enough to notice a difference, Maybe you can talk to them about it, or maybe you just like let them wake up to see a smaller pile and maybe they won't even notice. You have to kind of decide how you're going to approach it in your house. But the most important thing is that if this is a value of yours to not make the magic all about that big pile under the tree, then reassure yourself as you go through this season. Don't give in at the last minute and buy a bunch of stuff that your kids are probably not going to use. Again, this is not me telling you what to do. Honestly, this is me preaching to myself in a lot of ways, but this is just like one mindset shift that if you have in the past had a huge pile under the tree, you want to make it less. That's um, something you can kind of reassure yourself with that it is okay. You are just moving towards your values with this holiday and it's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for your kids, even if in that actual day, it looks a little different than what they've expected in the past. Another mindset shift is that less gifts almost always mean that the gifts that you did get will get more play and more attention. Those gifts that you do get are more likely to be cherished because there's not like a million of them that is like sensory overload for your kids and just too much for them to even play with all of them. If you did have large gift piles in the past, think back to them to help yourself with this mindset shift. Where are those gifts now? Like even the ones from last year, if you had a big pile last year, where are those gifts now? Is every single one of them used and cherished? That's a question for you to answer. And it might help you kind of come to terms with the fact that we don't need more under the tree. Our kids aren't necessarily going to play with all of that stuff anyways. It's just going to end up as clutter, right? Another mindset shift or more so just a thing to remember is that many of our kids are getting gifts elsewhere as well. So if that is true for you, that might help you shift you know, what you feel you have to put under the tree. Another kind of thought or mindset shift is that the magic of this time of year can be found in so many other things than the gifts. 
And the memories of this time of year can be found in so many other things. So make it an intentional season through traditions, through baking together more, like being festive in that way, through crafting together, through festive movie nights, through experiences, like whatever fits your family and would be something that your family would enjoy together that would be festive and just like about togetherness during this time of year. If you celebrate in a faith-based way, maybe you do some kind of advent calendar together, something that your kids are going to remember that doesn't involve gifts and something that is meaningful to you all as a family that will help you grow together during this season. The last mindset shift is a tough one. If our kids on Christmas Day seem disappointed because the pile under the tree is a little bit smaller, that does not say anything about us as parents. We're doing the best we can. Disappointment over stuff is always going to be momentary. It's not like going to scar them forever. It's not something they're going to hold against us. If we are putting effort into making an intentional season, into togetherness, into making the season special in other ways, a smaller pile might be disappointing for a second if our kids even notice. And we have to know that we did the best we can and we are doing this so that we are less stressed out, so that we are less in debt, and that we can be more available for our kids. I want to take a quick break to thank our sponsor that is making today's episode possible. If you're expecting or you have a newborn, listen closely because Docatot has some amazing products that feel life-changing in those newborn days. Docatot are the trusted experts in baby comfort and safety. From the award-winning Doc to whimsical play tents and nursing pillows that double as home decor, The Docatot brand grows with families through every stage and phase. Your baby deserves the best, and so do you. My listeners will get the best deal they offer. You can get 15% off with the code minimalish at docatot.com. They're known for their best-selling sleep essentials, from swaddles to sleep bags to baby rompers. They're all uniquely designed with buttery soft fabrics and elegant finishes to support and enhance the best time, which is, of course, rest time. My favorite product to use from Docatot right now is their nursing pillow. My daughter is six months, but I still use the nursing pillow. The nursing pillow is so beautiful. It is so much more portable than your typical nursing pillow. And the shape is extremely comfortable. So it's great for the new mom that needs that extra support. And like I said, I still use it six months in because it's designed to decrease neck and back strain with nursing and bottle feeding sessions. Docatot could make a great gift for a new mom in your life as well. Babies, mamas, gift givers, this is the best brand you can buy for the precious child that you love most. Get 15% off at docatot.com with the code minimalish. That's 15% off with code minimalish at docatot.com. Parenting is hard, but Docatot makes it easier. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style 
and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates, and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only going to be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, let's get back to today's episode. So next we're going to talk about one of the questions that I get the most, not just during the holidays, but all year. And that is how do you talk to family members about gifts, about stuff that is brought into your house for your kids specifically? So how do we share our values with our family members around stuff? This can be tough. Honestly, I think that this is probably not the time of year to have this in-depth conversation depending on your family dynamics. We want peaceful holidays more than anything else in all the ways, and relationships matter the most. So I don't know. I just don't know if this is the right time to like step on toes or ruffle feathers. Some people might have already bought gifts too. So especially if like grandparents are super organized, well-planned out, they might have already bought your kids gifts. So it might not be the time to kind of push the issue, but maybe it is like you can decide that with your family dynamics. But what I suggest most is just a couple of things we can do is just talk about types of gifts. And, you know, if this is something that is a worry for you, do whatever we can to get, make sure the gifts that our kids getting are somewhat intentional or at least, or things that they'll actually use. So the first thing we can do is like be kind and remind our family members that they don't have to stress their budget to buy our kids a bunch of stuff. Our kids have plenty already. You know, you could say like, you don't, don't feel like you have to get them a ton of stuff. Just a kind little remark like that, that might help ease stress that your family members might feel about buying 
your kids gifts, especially if there's grandparents that tend to feel like they need to buy a lot of things. This time of year, I feel like it's very normal to send a list. So you can send a list of what your kids are wanting for Christmas that makes sure that it'll be stuff that hopefully they use. So many people actually want to know what kids want at this time of year. So that can be an easy way to make things a little more intentional. We can also ask for experience gifts like a Zoom membership or tickets to a concert or performance that our kids would like. Um, a special day planned together. We could suggest that. A nail date if you have daughters and have a family member who would like to take them to something like that. Like that's just a random idea that I thought of because my five-year-old would love that. So just things that don't involve stuff. You can suggest those things. But also we have to know that we are not in control of everything and what other people do. So it's nice to make a suggestion. Does it mean anything's going to change? Maybe not. My personal philosophy this time of year has been to let go a bit. I never really overly stress about the stuff coming into my house at this time of year. I try to be intentional by doing like decluttering beforehand so that there's space for the new stuff coming in. I more so am concerned about my own giving and my own purchasing for my kids. But when it comes to family members, I know that they get joy out of giving my kids gifts our family members most likely get joy out of that. And I know that every family dynamic is different. So, you know, that might not work for you to just be a little more hands-off. But for me, for the most part, this is just kind of a hands-off thing. I let go. I know most of my family members are going to ask me what my daughter wants anyways. So I'm not too worried about it. I like to see them have joy over giving to her. And she obviously always has joy over getting things. So this is one area that I let go, but it is a question that I get a lot. So I just wanted to give some examples that might help. So the last step is to make a plan based on all of this information. The first and probably most important step on that is to make a budget. Other than the journaling we did in the beginning and getting intentional about your values around gifting, the next step would be making a budget and doing whatever you need to do to stick with it. Second step is to have any conversations that you need to with family members, whether it's about gift exchanges or just sending lists, things like that. The third step is to plan out your own gifts. So based on that budget you made, plan out your own gifts, make that gift list. Most of us do this anyways, but if you're getting more intentional about gifting, it's going to take more time to think about it and plan it out. How do we give things to people that are going to be useful to them, are going to be thoughtful, and aren't going to break our budget? Step number four is to think about if you're planning to make homemade gifts or you're planning to shop secondhand at all, it does take more time to do these things. So it's important to make a plan so that you actually have the time, like schedule it in to make the things or to search on those secondhand sites. I do have a whole episode on secondhand shopping for the holidays, so if you're interested in that, I will link it in the show notes. The last step in our planning is to make a plan for conversations you might need to have. Put that on your calendar or give yourself a reminder in your phone that you need to text someone or call someone and either opt out of a gift exchange or have a conversation about gifts in general. 
This is kind of just all of the thoughts I had on gifts compiled into one episode. So I hope it didn't feel like too much. And I hope more than anything, it helped you feel like you have a plan to approach gifts intentionally this year. Gifts are tough and it might be awkward to have conversations about them. It might feel like we're disappointing people if we opt out of a gift exchange. Or worse, it might feel like we're disappointing our kids if the pile isn't as big under the tree this year. But if our values aren't in our stuff, if the meaning of the holidays isn't about the pile of gifts we end up with, our little no's along the way that we give towards gift exchanges or just towards overspending or towards having that big pile under the tree or feeling the pressure to have it, those little no's add up. And they're just little ways communicating to yourself and to others little by little that our values just aren't in the physical material things. When we use that power of no, that grows us as well as we continue to make those decisions to live more in line with our values. This doesn't have to be a season of stress, of debt, of disappointment that all ends up in a more cluttered home. We don't have to give in to the consumerism of this holiday, even if others think we're a little crazy for doing something different. It's okay to live differently. I'd argue that it might be good to live differently in this way. This season should be meaningful. It should be about togetherness, and that can include gifts. But we should make a plan and stick to it the best that we can so that it includes gifts in a way that's more meaningful, less stressful, more in line with who we are and what matters to us and our families. What values matter to us when it comes to stuff. I hope this episode has been helpful to you. I hope it doesn't feel too early to be talking about the holiday season, but I know gifts are on a lot of our minds. I know a lot of us like to plan and get things done early. Some of you might already have your gifts like all shopped for and planned out, and I admire you because I wish I was you. I'm not there yet, but I did want to have this conversation early. I felt like if I was going to start the holiday season talk early, it was going to be about gifts because this is in the forefront of many of our minds right now. Thank you so much for being here. We have some more holiday topics coming up, but just so you know what to expect, whether you don't celebrate holidays or you're like not into talking about holidays for the next two months straight or maybe you are all for it. I just want to let you know it's coming. We are going to be talking about holidays and seasonal topics, but most episodes, that will just be part of the conversation. Some episodes, it will be the full conversation. I like to get festive at this time of the year personally, and I do think it's important to talk about like what's going on around us and what is happening you know, currently in many of our lives. So we will be talking about the holidays. We will continue to get festive on here, but we will also talk about everyday life and kind of broaden our conversations as well. So that's what we have to look forward to. I'm always grateful you're here listening in. So thank you for that. If this episode was helpful for you, I would love it if you'd share it with a friend. I know I always say that, but it just helps so much if you spread the word about the podcast and let others know that it's helped you and it might be helpful or just enjoyable to listen to for them as well. And if you did love it and you could take the time to leave a positive rating or review, if you haven't done so, 
That always helps the podcast get in front of more eyes, more ears. So I'm super grateful for your time for that as well. Thanks again for listening in. And I will talk to you right back here again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.